Thanks for tuning in. My name is Jake Atwood, and this is Braving the Night. This is episode number six, and tonight I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, I have been praying about this episode and just felt that God was laying it on my heart to encourage people to continue pushing in, to continue pursuing what God has called you to pursue, to continue the good fight. And I wonder uh, if God doesn't have a good strategy um, for someone tonight uh, who has been looking for a way to win, looking for a way to get through what they've been going through. And uh, we're going to look into the story of Nehemiah uh, and see what he did. And uh, Nehemiah, if uh, you're not familiar with him, was just a normal guy who became a cupbearer for the king. Basically, that means that he was a guy that uh, was trusted to taste the wine or taste the beverage or eat the food for the king to make sure the king didn't get poisoned. So that's the job that Nehemiah had. But that also meant that he was in close proximity to the king. That meant that he probably overheard the king speaking. That meant that he was in enough of a proximity of the king. He could judge the king's emotions. He could tell how the king felt all kinds of stuff. But all that being said, I want to tie that into the, uh, the idea tonight that I, I really feel it on my heart that um, there's some people that are listening that you're just feeling worn out and you're feeling tired and that you have been pushing through and that you've been working on building something. Maybe something that you had built has been te- torn down or taken from you and you're in a place kind of like uh, the people of Israel were at this time where their wall was just busted down and uh, that they were just in a place um, of shambles. Um, they were still trying to um, operate as a community. They were still trying to operate as a nation, um, but it was very fragmented and very broken. And Nehemiah heard about that and it just spoke to his heart. And he asked the king, Hey, is it okay if I go and rebuild um, my, uh, my homeland? Is it okay if I step out of this position and go do this? He thought the king would be upset with him, but he actually found favor with the king. And I just want to share with you tonight that each one of us who have a relationship with Jesus is in proximity to the king. And guess what? We are, we're not cupbearers. We don't have to taste uh, the poisonous cup for the king because we serve a king uh, who is uh, stronger than anything that could come against us or him. And he is powerful and he is almighty. And that when we draw close to him, we're able to walk in favor but like I was saying, um, my goodness, uh, we are going through some extraordinary times right now, friends. And uh, for anyone, you know, that that isn't uh, living, you know, in a hole, uh, you're probably aware of what's going on in Afghanistan. Uh, there is a lot going on there. And so tonight I'm going to be praying um, with you all about our brothers and sisters in Christ, the underground church in Afghanistan, anybody that's in Afghanistan that's being persecuted, the military that's down there. And you know what? As the Bible says, we're even going to pray for our enemy. So we're going to pray for those persecuting the church. We're going to pray for those that have been, uh, that have come in and overtaken that nation. 
And so we're going to pray for those that we consider an enemy. And, uh, you know, we're going to look at some things in this story tonight with Nehemiah. And I'm just going to share a little bit of it. Uh, Last week I went through a whole story with Daniel in the lion's den, but this is a long story. So we're just going to focus in on one part. And, you know, friends, a lot of times the enemy, when he comes in, he wants to distract you. He wants to confuse you, put fear and doubt in you, make you feel that you don't have the ability to fulfill whatever it is that you're trying to fulfill, whatever it is that God's called you to fulfill. And so there's there are times when we need help with focus. And Nehemiah comes in at a time when uh, they're being bullied. They had gotten to a place where they were beginning to build this wall around um, their their nation. And you know what? This wall wasn't something that was supposed to be like a prison, by the way. These walls were d- designed so that they had doors and gates in them where commerce could come in and out, where people could come in and out, where the city could thrive in safety, but it could also thrive in enterprise. And so we see in, uh, what is it, Nehemiah 4, I'll start in verse 6. It says, so we built the wall, and all the wall was joined together to half its height. For the people had a mind to work. So Nehemiah had galvanized the people. He had uh, gotten the people together and focused them. In the midst of all the trauma, in the midst of all the trouble, in the midst of all their pain, Nehemiah came in there and he had the king's approval and he had the supplies to help them. But the people had a willingness to work. And it says in verse 7, but when, uh, and forgive me for messing up these names, but when uh, Sambalat and Tobiah and the Arabs and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the repairing of the walls of Jerusalem was going forward and that the breaches were beginning to be closed, they were very angry and they plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause confusion in it. And I just want you to grab onto that. You know, anytime you try to build something in your life, there's going to be friction that comes in. And that's where we get tired. And that's where we begin to feel weak. And that's where we can begin to uh, say, you know what? I just can't do this. And if I'm being honest, I felt like that this week. You know, uh, my wife has come up against some stuff lately. Some things. And she had poured her heart and she had poured her life for these last few years into some stuff. And uh, came into a battle. And you get to a place where you're coming up against things and you feel that friction and you start to grow weary. But the Bible says, don't grow weary in well-doing. The Bible also says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And it takes time to navigate through those scriptures and find out how to walk in them. It's one thing just to say the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's another thing to say, my God, I'm in pain and I'm hurting and I'm tired. God, how do I grab onto that joy? How do I get that strength? And some of you might be asking that now. Some of you might be going through that battle. You might say, how is the joy of the Lord my strength? I can tell you when you're close to the King, whether it be through prayer, worship, community, reading His Word, He's a good Father. 
and he will give you manna in a season when you need nourished. It says, but, uh, so we'll go on to verse 8, and it says, And they all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause confusion in it. And we prayed to our God and set a guard as a protection against them day and night. In Judah, it was said, the strength of those who bear the burdens is failing. There is too much rubble. By ourselves, we will not be able to rebuild the wall. And that's true in our life, friends. Like we were saying, you might be in a place where you're tired. And in your strength, you might not be able to continue. But with God, all things are possible. And there's been days and uh, multiple times in those days where uh, my wife and I have had to come together and just say, God, we need your help. And slowly but surely, he's given us strategy. Slowly but surely, our God has given us hope. And slowly but surely, our God has allowed people to whisper hope into our ears, to to speak uh, words of encouragement to us. And God will do the same for you. That I'm confident in. And that you can be confident in. By ourselves, we will not be able to rebuild the wall. And our enemies said, they will not know or see till we come among them and kill them and stop the work. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, friends. We know that. Verse 12, At the time the Jews who lived near them came from all directions and said to us, Ten times you must return to us. So verse 16, and this is what I kind of want to camp out at. So in the lowest parts of the space behind the wall, in open places, I stationed the people by their clans. Other translation says, I placed people by their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Most of my life, I was fighting against my family instead of fighting for my family. Most of my life, I was fighting against instead of fighting for. And this doesn't even have to mean a physical fight, friends. This can simply be a a, a fight with your will. You're bucking the system, you know, you're fighting against things, you know, and it doesn't have to just be, you know, hand-to-hand type fighting. This can be a fight with your words. This can be a fight... um, in in many different ways and finally God got to me one day and he was like Jake you haven't had a lot of you haven't had much um, of a blueprint of what a family looks like and quite frankly most of my life my family wasn't fighting for me 
You know, we come we came from a place um, where there's seven siblings of us total with four different fathers. And so our family was very fragmented. And oftentimes I said the men that would come in my life uh, were there for a very short season and they demanded things. They demanded respect. They demanded honor. They set rules for that short little season they were there. But not a one of them took responsibility. And I'm talking about, you know, various other men that came in and into my, my life that were outside of my mom's uh, prior marriages, you know, with my um, siblings, fathers. These were just random guys that came in the picture. And so all that being said, I wasn't shown what it looks like to have a family to fight for. And so I learned how to fight against because I was fighting against um, these men that were coming in my life. But we see Nehemiah come in and he stations those families behind these men and he puts them in a position to build this wall, you know, and, and they've got a sword in one hand and they've got, you know, a tool in the other. And I, I apologize, I don't know who said this quote, but it's an excellent quote and they said, Make sure you're carrying your sword for the sake of justice, not judgment. That's powerful. That's, that's, that's a powerful statement. Make sure you're carrying your sword for the sake of justice, not judgment. Make sure you're fighting for the right reasons. Nehemiah had the minds of these men focused on their families and what they were fighting for and what they were building. And I just want to ask you the question today. Do you know what you're building? Are you building anything in life? Do you know what you're fighting for? Or are you in a place right now where you say, man, this, this has been tough. I've actually been fighting against the things that I've been building. Like I said, I was I was that same way. And it says, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. There might be someone listening tonight that says, I'm, I'm not connected to a family at all. I don't have anybody to fight for. It's like the Lone Ranger. It's me, myself, and I. God's family is always growing. We serve a big God with a big heart who's also known as our Father. And every one of us that has been invited into this family has been adopted in, has been grafted in. And if you're listening tonight, and you're saying, I don't have a family. I'm not a part of a family. Well, tonight's your chance to be invited into a family. All you have to do is believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that he died on the cross and rose three days later. 
and that he now sits at the right hand of God the Father and that he forgives you and I of all our sins if we will allow him to do that and when you make that decision you're invited into the biggest family in the universe the family of God your next step is to find a local church and to plug into it a good biblical solid church and I don't know where you're at so I can't tell you which church to go to but I do believe that if you'll ask God to show you that he'll point you in the right direction that's part of faith there are times where we don't have a, a person right there to lead us to exactly where we need to go but we do have God that can get us to that person or to those people and if you've said that prayer and you're looking for a church and you're looking for that family to build with, just start by asking Him. He hears you. I don't think it's coincidence that you would hear this podcast tonight being a person who isn't a part of a family. To have that opportunity to say that prayer, I believe that you hearing this is God saying, Hey, come on. Sit at the table with us, eat with us, be family with us, build with us. But friends, if you're married and you have children, or if you're young or old, you're not married, you're younger and, and you do have a family that you're a part of, we are in a time where it's vital that we begin to focus, that we begin to forgive, and that we begin to make intentional decisions to help God grow His kingdom. I've been thinking about the people of Afghanistan and so much the posts going around about what is happening you know the good the bad and the ugly the persecution of the church there people that have been killed people that have publicly said hey listen we know that they're coming after us and you know we uh we're ready to meet Jesus. And that hasn't happened to America yet. And I don't say yet as in saying that it will, but I'm saying yet as in we are in a place where we still have liberties and freedoms and peace that a country that we're watching right now has lost complete control of. And yeah, our liberties here in America are eroding. And we are watching uh, certain aspects of our government and of our country rot from within. And that's why I share now is a time more than ever to focus and to grow God's kingdom that we can help build again, that we can help one another 
be that salt and light that we can help encourage one another that we can fight for one another instead of fight against one another and if the enemy brings the fight to our doorstep like that scripture said in Nehemiah do not be afraid of them remember the Lord who is great and awesome and he is great and awesome He is a good shepherd. King David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. There are real struggles and there are real fights, and there are there are shadows that often try to mimic. the realities you know of a struggle and uh, try to deceive us and we're in a time now where we need to spend more time in God's word we need to spend more time with one another we need to spend more time in worship we need to spend more time seeking the Lord so we can go where exactly do you want to station me Lord to help build. Now look at my children. I just got to spend seven days with all three of my kids together. My oldest daughter flew down from Kansas here to Maine and uh, I hadn't seen her for 12 months after not seeing her prior to that for a lot of years. And God and His great provision and just being the awesome God that he is made a way to fly her up here and I had seven days of my 18 year old daughter under the roof of my house that's seven days more than I had ever had her in my house since she was I don't know around two years old it was a miracle I looked at one of the photos I posted and a sweet dear friend of ours said, Jake, you have such a beautiful family. And that was probably the biggest compliment I could ever get is to hear someone say, Jake, you have such a beautiful family. Because if you knew the story behind what it took to get to this place to have somebody say, Jake, you have a beautiful family, you'd see the impact that that statement had on me because of the weight of and the gravity of what it means to hear that but that's the God that we serve when when we follow on when we follow him when we're on mission with him so I just want to encourage you today friends whatever it is that you've been fighting against or fighting for whatever's fatigued you whatever is coming against you I want you to know that you're not in this alone and that if you're in a place where you haven't been able to connect with people whether it be by choice or not let's change that today
that you might be stationed in front of your family, building God's kingdom. We're going to transition into prayer. If you'd be willing just to pray with me in agreement with me, I want to pray for the people of Afghanistan. That they might be flooded with God's mercy and grace in an hour of darkness in an hour that they genuinely need help. So, Father God, we just come to you and we humble ourselves and we ask for your help on behalf of the people of Afghanistan, God. Any person in there that's being persecuted for their religious beliefs or if the enemy, the Taliban, is coming after them, trying to hurt them, Lord, I pray that that you send intervention I speak the blood of Jesus over every person in that nation I ask Father God that you would station angels I ask Father God that your Holy Spirit would begin to move on the hearts of those that are doing the persecution they would have tangible encounters with Jesus that they would have Saul moments Saul to Paul moments Father God, I ask that there would be divine protection. As Jesus walked through the crowds and he was unseen, I pray that if there's people that are fleeing to safety, Lord, that they would go through the crowds and be unseen. That they would be camouflaged in your protection and in your grace. I ask divine protection for the babies and the children, Lord, that you would be able to continue supplying them with food and nourishment. For anyone that feels hopeless or lost, Father God, you have a divine appointment with them now in the name of Jesus. For anyone in the world that you've been calling to intercede or to support, whatever that support looks like, Father God, would you begin to move on our hearts now as a people that we would come together, Lord, and stand in agreement for the protection of the people of Afghanistan, Father God. And for those of us here, you know, Lord, would you give us perspective on our problems and show us in light of what's going on that maybe maybe for some of us we're going through problems that aren't as big as they seem. And yes, we might be drained and we might be tired, Father. Would you encourage us to push forward on the good fight of faith that you have for us? In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray these things. Amen. Well, friends, tonight's episode's a little short. I want to thank you for tuning in. And again, if this spoke to you in any way and uh, you want to share this episode, please share it. You can find us on Facebook at Braving the Night. You can find us on major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Um We're working on getting on a few others, and we are currently in the works of building our website. You'll be able to put a face to this voice here soon. You know, you can check out the website and see see who's talking. 
But I want to just thank you so much for listening. I want to thank you so much again for the likes and for the comments and for the feedback, for sharing the episodes, for getting the word out. I want to thank you for being a part of this program. And I pray and hope you have a wonderful week. Till next time.